home and away season is done and dusted and the Swannies finish sixth and make it 20 final series from the past 23 seasons. What an achievement. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And today on the show, we'll be discussing the 2018 home and away season. The great man, Buddy Franklin, etching himself into history, earning the All-Australian captaincy in his eighth All-Australian Guernsey. And of course, everything else Sydney Swans as well. My name is Tom Flanagan. I'm joined tonight in the Podular Media studio, as always, by Ben Andrew. Pleasure to be back, Tommy. A bit of a hiatus for us. And a- missing last week. Yeah, yeah. We're back. Unfortunate to miss uh, last week's episode, but we are back. A few too many men down. (laughs) Yeah, just just a couple, mate. But uh, we've got you here, and we've also got Dave Baxter in here once again, mate. Good to be here. Tell me, Benny. Great to be back, boys. Back in the hot seat, Daves. I am, I am, and what a time to be back. Absolutely. Finals time. I can smell it in the air, and I'm up and about, boys. I don't know about you guys, but I'm up and about. I can taste it, Tommy. I can taste it. We've made the finals again, boys. Unbelievable. 20 out of 23? 20 out of 23. We might say that a few times tonight. It's, uh, 20 out of 23. It's not a bad run rate. Next best, I think, in the last 23 years. I think it's Geelong with it's either 15 or 16. It's a long way off 20. Speaks to uh, to the organisation, doesn't it, Debs? It does. The, uh, it's just, the sporting organisation that, it does. that the ones are. We are just so lucky to support such a successful team that we do, playing finals year in, year out, and that Bloods culture that we have. It's fantastic to get around, and I just love it when this time of year comes around. Let's go through it, boys. 1996, we finished second. 1997, seventh. 98th, 99th, 8th. Missed the finals in 2000. 2001, bounced back, finished seventh. 2002, missed again. That's a year of transition. Then 2003, third, made the prelim final. 2004, semi-final, fifth. Uh, 2005, of course, won the 72-year uh, drought-breaking premiership. Oh, Tommy, I just got the shiver down the spine. <laughs> yeah, I got the goosebumps. Made the grand final in 2006. Seventh in 2007. Uh, sixth in 2008. Missed the finals. That's the last time we missed the finals in 2009. 2010 fifth. 2011 sixth. 2012 first. Is that, is that the grand final? Just, just another Sydney premiership. Just another premiership. Just another premiership there. Uh, 2013 fourth, 2014 second, 2015 fifth, 2016 second, and 2017 fifth, and of course 2018. We are yet to find out where we'll finish, but we'll, we are certainly playing finals. Yeah, 100. percent And let's face it, we weren't so sure about this. Uh, give or take five, six weeks back. Yep. Uh, True Blood faithful. I'm sure they'll recall some pretty, uh, some pretty rigid and tough conversations being had. Had to be had though, Benny. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what we're here for. We ask yeah. the hard, we ask the hard questions. We do, absolutely, but as a, and as, answer them. Absolutely, we've just we've turned it around. Fantastic this year. Those three games that we strung together played some really damaging footy. As Benny likes to say, our best is the best in the competition. Absolutely, and we can definitely take it up to GWS this week, and then who knows what the future holds. But um, hopefully, we get the job done this week. It's 14 wins, sixth place on the ladder, um, and I think a highlight of the year. You look at probably the resolve of the seniors in the second half of the year to get themselves up for that three-week block that you're speaking of yeah, uh, prior to the Hawthorne game where we won three in a row and got our got our season back alive after we thought it was all gone. And then the growth of the youngsters has just been uh, terrific. The likes of Ronk and Haywood and Florent and the McCartan, the evolution of these guys throughout the year. Um, and they're going to be all really important players in this finals campaign. You talk about the evolution, Tommy, but realistically, these are blokes who have played less than 20, 30 games of footy and they've been out there on the park like they've been doing it for a couple of years now. Well, I mean, we, we've sung his praises a lot this year, uh, Tommy McCartan, but look at what he's done all year. Fantastic. Just an amazing effort by, uh, by our young guys. I think, and they, as I've probably said, a, I think a week or two ago, um, that young brigade, brigade that we have um, really did carry us that first half of the year. Um, and yeah, our seniors have stepped up in the last um, couple of weeks. Uh, but I think even the weekend's loss to Hawthorne showed that without Parker and without Franklin, we're still very, very competitive against a top four team. And, and throughout the year, Benny, you've been uh, very careful to keep a lid on it because we do yeah, have such sure. a young side. But that being said, we we're eight, eight minutes at the end of that Hawthorne game of being top four this year with the young group that we've got. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. absolutely. A, it, we, we probably finish in the home and away season rightfully where we belong because we probably were just a little bit short in some games throughout the year to call ourselves a top four oh, side. I but figured, we're certainly deserving of a spot in the eight. I wouldn't have called it robbery. 
but for us to pull in a top four spot would have been with some of the performances that we put up. You know, when you think about that loss to Adelaide, to North at the SCG, those, those games, Gold Coast. Yeah, I didn't want to go there, but <laughs> he went there. appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate. It. No, you're right. No, look, we we asked the hard we we uh, we asked the hard questions. Um, but we're so far away from that now. We we're we're back to a, yeah, hundred percent. The point absolutely. where we want to be. Absolutely, absolutely, we are absolutely. Yeah, I'm just I'm just bloody excited for finals time, boys. Um, September. September. It's a great time of year, isn't you, it? You can smell it in the air. I think grand final day. Looking a few weeks ahead, it is. The Christmas day for adults. It is the best day. You wake up, you're all nervous, and when your team is playing, you wouldn't rather be anywhere else. Yeah, it's a it's a surreal experience. Grand final day uh, when you're particularly when your team's playing, but uh, to to have that camaraderie that that I'm that I've got, that I'm sure that uh, the two of you have got as well. You're just getting around the same people every grand final day. It's like it's almost uh, almost penciled in the calendar uh, year and year again. It's That's an it. amazing, I, amazing time of year, September. I do like when you're not normally with those people, though. When the when the Swannies have made it and you're going to the G, that's when oh, yeah, yeah. they're oh. the best times. They're they the absolute the best. best. Times. The Hope, absolute best. Hopefully, we can get there. So this weekend we have the GWS Giants, and then there's still a few weeks off that uh, grand final stage if we are able to get there. But the sky is the limit for the Swannies. I feel like that uh, Hawthorne game was probably. Perfect preparation to head into a finals campaign. Being on the on the losing side, it sort of wakes you up a little bit, sort of uh, shocks you into into gear. That well, it's, there's uh, no second chances from here on in, and that's the standard of footy that's going to come. So I, I thought it was pretty a uh, pretty solid preparation for us, as good as you could have had in, in comparison. You look at Geelong, and they've played some of the sides down the bottom of the ladder in the last couple of weeks. So um, I feel like we've had an ideal run into finals. Yeah, and in the second half of the season, this. Uh, sort of, I suppose, resurgence that you speak of. You know, we've come out ahead as the highest performing finals side versus the rest of the top eight. Deeps. Yeah, mate. I think a, a big, big thing to look at is sort of the last four, five weeks. Um, we've had those close games and we've come out the the better side of it in the majority of the time. Um, sort of finding that last effort against Collingwood. Um, and then obviously just getting pipped by Hawthorne on the weekend. Um, and our, our footy stands up against the best. I, there's been a stat going around during the week with, of the teams that have made um, the top eight this year. We've played 11 games. We've won eight of them. Um, that sits us at the top of the table. We're above Richmond. Um, it just shows that when we play good quality opposition, um, our standard goes up. We've got that tough football that is going to stand up in finals footy. That's that's it. It's finals footy, isn't it, Tommy? Yeah, I was having a convers- it's a different it's a different brand. I was having a conversation last night with a mate who barracks for Carlton. He said, "Oh, do you reckon you know GWS pose a bit of a threat if they get up and about?" And I said, "Well, they you know, are talented. They've got um, a lot of you know skill and flair and class about them when they're when they're at their best. But when push comes to shove in that last quarter, if it's tight, Kieran Jack's going to win the hard ball and." they're not going to get their hands on it. You know, Josh Kennedy's going to win the hard ball and they're not going to get their hands on it, GWS. That's what we've done to them twice this year already. I know we're going to get into this in the preview, but that's the style of footy that you need to bring to finals and that's why we have such confidence in the group going into this campaign, even though we haven't been able to play four-quarter footy all year. Um, if if we can, str- games, yeah. this is the time of the year where if you can string it together, there's other sides that aren't going to be able to handle us doing that. Yeah, completely agree. Tommy, that all just falls right into line with my thinking. It does, absolutely, Tommy. Uh, other other news since we last spoke. Uh, Sammy Naismith, great news to see the crayfish re-sign for three more years at the Bloods. Jared McVeigh, uh, former premiership, well, former captain and premiership captain at that. Uh, one more year for him. Mads, over in uh, New York City, if you're listening, mate, the uh, the farewell tour rolls on. Farewell tour isn't a farewell tour. We're going we're going around we're again. We're going again, boys. Uh, and Reg, another another uh, great yeah. re-signing, one more year for him as well. So what do we what do we think about those three? Naismith, McVeigh, and Grundy all re-signing. I think that uh, obviously McVeigh and Reg very romantic, and I've, based on both of their performances this year, God, I'd almost give them two. That's it. I think you, you have a look at last week's game, for instance. I, th- I think Reg was very, very good down back. Dominant. Been, been out he's, had, for a... he's arguably had his 
best year. He's been, like, out, he's been unbelievable. Been out for a couple of weeks and comes back and, and plays like he did. Yeah. Um, and McVeigh's class off half back. I keep saying class because that's what he is. He just uses the ball so well. And I think what he's going to be able to show the younger boys off half back. You can have your Kellen Mills coming back next year. Um, you got Zach Jones and just that little bit of composure. Hopefully, you can pass that on to the boys and. Um, we're just going to reap the benefits with another year with um with Jazz. And yeah. the big big crayfish, he's had the year big off crayfish. as well. It'll be great to have him back in the side next year also. Instrumental, because we now get to see sinkers, hopefully we get to see sinkers, go into that second forward role as a, and be a pinch hit ruckman uh, because he's, he's lethal down forward. A couple of clunks. Absolutely, a big clunk. Yeah, I think it's a good sign, Naismith, signing for that three years. Obviously, the rehab must... Must be going really well from um, the ACL um, and must be moving well and just the club has the confidence in signing a, a Ruckman coming off an ACL for three years. I think that's saying a lot. And the other contract news that came through this week, Jakey Lloyd said in his uh, press conference earlier in the week that he's trying to get over the line. He's closer to getting over the line with his deal and all he wants to do is stay at the Sydney Swans. So they were great words to hear out of his mouth as well. Yeah, which we love, we love hearing stuff like that, especially considering what I, the mail that I've been given, Deeps, is that he's actually already knocked back two contract offers during the season. So uh, I think it's very promising. Uh, when you hear something like that, it's very easy to make connections with other clubs. Oh, he wants to shop it around, see what he's worth. But uh, to hear something like that, you, you can tell that there's, uh, there's a bit of buy-in. It's definitely good to see that bit of positivity um, coming out of something like that. See, you would think Jake Lloyd out on the open market, very good player, very good player. He's he's been would he's would fetch stiff. a pretty penny, Tommy. It was pretty stiff to Just miss out on the old All Australian, um, in my opinion, um, and I think just. I've I've seen figures thrown around of sort of 1.1 million a season from the Gold Coast, and if he's considering turning that type of money, yes, he's going to take less at Sydney, but he's just obviously bought into how we are as a club down there. Um, if he stays on, it'll be sensational. Yeah, absolutely love to see Lloydie put pen to paper, as all Swans fans would, I'm sure. Uh, another bit of news that we saw during the week, the Rising Star Award was awarded to Jaden Stevenson of Collingwood. Congratulations to that young man. But who, who we really want to talk about is the two that finished in the top 10 for us. It was Ollie Florent with 10 votes finishing in equal fifth place and Ben Ronk with two votes finishing in eighth place. I'm 50 votes short of Jaden Stevenson was Ben Ronk. I wasn't all that happy with that. I 50. 50 votes. So 52 votes for Stevenson yeah, so and it, two votes for Ronk. I would have thought he was an, o- was, uh, was an overwhelming favourite going in. Steven- Stevenson. Stevenson, the Friday night match winner, who kicked seven goals in his third game against the Hawks. I don't think so. I wouldn't have thought so, Tommy. Absolutely not. And you know what? Uh, Ollie Florin had his nut, had his measure uh, for the first half of the season as for well. The first half, hundred percent. Yeah. Look, Ollie's just faded out that little bit. Um, I think of... he has just because of uh, his running carry and how damaging he was early on. I think that actually got a little bit of, more attention. A bit Benny. more attention, Dave's. Absolutely. What do you reckon, Tommy? Yeah, I just think it's a it's a long season for a young player, um, and in in Ollie's role, he does as you said a lot of running up and back all over the field. So I think he'd just be uh, labouring a little bit. But I'm sure the week off, this bye week that we've just had, That's is going to do him and a couple of others the world of good heading into this finals campaign. Another little bit of news that we were very very happy to hear, and we mentioned it off the top: Lance Buddy Franklin. Eight-time All-Australian and huge for the first time All-Australian captain, and we love this. We absolutely love this. Oh, it's fantastic! He's the goat. He's the goat, and you can't you can't have an All-Australian side without him because of what he does. And I say that full well, acknowledging that he missed five games this season. He's unbelievable, Benny. It's the it's the only way to put it. He, He puts the boys on his shoulder every week. And finds a way to get it done. Um, I think there's not a player in the competition who wins the game off his boot like he does. How is the growing CV on the man? 289 games, so he's going to notch up his 300th early next year. 917 goals, so he's a chance to notch up his 1,000th goal next year. Uh, Two-time Premiership player, 2008-2013. Four-time Coleman medalist, um, Hawthorne best and fairest winner. Six-time Hawthorne leading goal kicker. Four-time Swans leading goal kicker. Two-time goal of the year winner. 
and now an eight-time All-Australian and an All-Australian captain. It's just a phenomenal football CV for one of the greatest players that's ever witnessed, ever graced a footy field. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've spoken about him time and time again about these feats, like you say, Deeb's where he sort of just puts everything on his uh, on his own boot and takes the game on. But then also you look at the talk around how he has redefined the modern uh, key position forward. Absolutely. No, I think people sort of had their obvious choices of the captain of the All-Australian. You sort of, I think Shannon Hearn was the only Pretty stiff. captain in yeah. there as such. But for on-field leadership, you can't go past Bud. And, sort of and people, would, people would also... Uh, that it's easy for that to go missing behind the big, the the bags of goals that he that he kicks. But you got to remember, he is also he's effectively one up all year with Tommy McCartan, who's a first gamer, who's basically got to almost coach while he's out there. Uh, so yeah, he's leading. A, hats off, hats off to the big bud. He, honestly, this is extremely well deserved. Leading a bunch of kids, he has this year. It's it's been teenagers, McCartan, and the big fella. Haywood. Uh, and on that presentation night of the All-Australian Awards, you saw once it was announced, there was a little bit of shock there in Bud's eyes when it was announced, but I think after a few minutes, he accepted the uh, you know, the responsibility and the, the um, honour that it was. And you saw him sitting in the team photo of the 22 players are sitting there and Bud's front and centre on the, on the big leather throne and he's got Dangerfield sitting on the armrest next to him. And you see in the, in the vision, all of those players, including Shannon Hearn, who's a club captain, they're all looking at, Big Bud in awe, and there's no one else who, if the, if that team were to play a game against someone, you'd have no one else leading them out there other than the big fella. There is a lot to love about Bud. There's a lot to love, and when it comes to his ability on a football field, he's second to none. Dave's. Yeah, and I think midfield be... midfielders are a dime a dozen, and I don't say yeah. that to discredit anyone, no, but not. the fact is that as a for what he can do as a as a key position player, he's unreal. Just to go back, I think it's you can never underestimate how much he must be teaching those younger guys yeah. and bring it up, yeah. and how everyone just looks up to him and sort of. He's one of the boys as well. Yes, Buddy's this big figure, like bigger than life. But you see how he gets along with all the boys. He's bought into our culture. You can, you can see the passion when he's kicking goals for the Swannies. He, he's really he wants to win a flag with us. I think boys. Actually, I don't think I know he does. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I bloody hope he wants to win a flag. Bloody <laughs> and you can see that in him, and you can see that in that young group of forwards around him. You, you can see that in the eyes of Ben Ronk and, and Will Haywood when, when they take the field. They've, they've got that, we want to win games, we want to win flags you know, for the Sydney only, Swans in their eyes. Having Buddy next year, that's only going to give those younger kids confidence. You've got Big Bud, I can do anything as well, as we saw Ronk kicks seven in his third game, whatever it was. It's... It gives the boys just that little bit extra. So beyond beyond all of that, uh, with, with Bud, you go back to looking at our run into finals. If this is the way that we're going to attack finals, we're going to be pretty pretty tough to stop, Tommy. So a terrific home and away season from the boys in the final series, of course, to come up starting this Saturday against the GWS Giants and. Re- I, would, I thought just to touch on uh, another thing, regardless of wherever we finish in this final series, no matter how far we go, the club is in a great place with this list going forward into yeah. next year, yeah. regardless of what happens in the next few weeks. You look at uh, you know, Will Haywood, 19 years of age. He's got 39 games under his belt. Ollie Florent, 20 years of age. He's got 31 games. Ronks, 20. He's got 17 games. Millsy to come back next year, 55 games under the belt, 21-year-old. Melican hasn't played much footy this year. Paps, Haynes, um, George, they're all 22 and under. Yeah. Um, Zach and Aaliyah, 23. So the, the, the profile of this list is um, there's so much uh, upside and scope for improvement. As good as we've been this year, we're going to get better. Sun is shining, Debs. It is, and it's... They just read shining that out, in Bondi. I, I think that gets underrated from us all the time, how much how well we have brought these young players through and how they sort of impact games straight away. And the management of our list just can't be underrated. It's been... If, we, a few weeks ago, we were looking at things going, well, uh, it, have we got the right 
um, group to take us to a premiership? Have we got the right coaching staff? We're all getting a bit confused there a few weeks ago, but it, with with good reason, with, with good reason. With, but we had, we had every we had every every reason to ask the question. But, but other clubs don't do this. Our club has just answered all our questions and said, "No, nah, no, nah, settle down, boys. We're all good." In the last four weeks, yeah. And now they're in yeah. another final series. It's just awesome. Uh, there was a game uh, a couple of weeks ago that we have to give votes for. Um, the uh, what, what, what one was that? Who we play? Who we play against? I can't remember. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's the Hawthorne game, uh, round twenty-three. Don't want to talk too much about that one. Uh, eight minutes soured at the end. Soured what was a pretty good performance for three and a half quarters, but. Uh, yeah, one, one vote to Harry Cunningham. One Cunningham goal, one, 18 disposals, seven contested, three marks, six tackles. Two um, votes. Two votes for us, Debs. My man. Reginald. Reg. Big Reg. Uh, 22 uh, disposals, 10 contested, six marks, um, and yeah, very solid from Reg. A uh, couple Chief. of uh, intercept grabs as well for Reg. It was uh, as though he'd never left. Big Chief got the uh, the three votes, uh, 15 disposals, six contested, six marks, six score involvements, one goal, one, 28 hitouts. Pretty solid. And uh, one of our personal favourites here on True Bloods, bringing in the four. No. Two, first, two first names, two first Jakey names. Lloyd, number 44. 31 disposals for 10 contested uh, for nine marks for tackles. Uh, do you want to bring in the five for us, Tommy? One of your men. Oh, he's a star. I love seeing this man in the votes. My boy, George, with 24 disposals. 19 contested, if you don't mind. 24 overall, 19 contested. The boy is an animal. Uh, six tackles, uh, one direct goal assist, three score involvements. Just an absolute star. Very balanced operator. Got Mate. a bit of airtime on um, footy classifieds last night, George did. They uh, they put up the list of uh, who he'd been on scalps. all year, the, the, the scalps. scalps he had taken. And it was interesting to see the likes of Matty Lloyd, you know, like pretty big figure in um, the media these days. And he's like, oh, he's taken a few scalps this year. Just shows he's still underrated. And um, 60 getting- games, mate. Played about sixty odd games, but he's getting the job done every week. And how's his awareness on what the most dangerous uh, person to go to is in those on-ball situations? Yep. Most of the night he ran yep. with Mitchell. Every time, as we mentioned in the in the pod before the Hawthorne game, uh, whenever Burgoyne was to go into the midfield, George would jump across, and that's exactly what ended up happening. And you know what? It's one thing to follow these blokes around and be quote unquote led to the led to the footy, but nineteen contested possessions doesn't lie. You've got to go. You've got to go and bloody get it, and he's he's smashing it. A couple couple rounds back, like I think we were probably actually about halfway through the season. Um, he got twenty twenty touches, twenty contested. Like that is unbelievable. One hundred percent contested. That's just oh. And he's only, as you say, Benny. He's only going to get better, and I think he's he's really finding that balance of sort of. Getting the job done on a player, nulling their influence, but getting his pill and affecting the game at the same time. Yep. Um, yeah, he's been very good for us this year, George. And he's moved into the top 10 on the leaderboard for the True Bloods Player of the Year. So Haney's still out in front, didn't poll votes, but he's 44, leading from Franklin, 37. Parker and Kennedy tied for third on 36. Sinclair in uh, fifth place on 28. Aaliyah, 26 votes. Lloyd, 21 votes. And Hewitt has snuck into the top 10 with 18. There's a few others after that. Boys, do you reckon we should go to a break? Sounds Absolutely. good to me, Tommy. Time for a breather. We'll be back with more True Bloods after this. You're listening to True Blood, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now, as we like to do in the second segment, we'd like to do a little bit of social interaction and pose a bit of a social question. And we got this one up late last week because there was no pod. We haven't another social question since so how far will we go in 2018 is what we asked to the true bloods faithful there were plenty of responses and one of them came through from who ben andrew from james howison young james what did he have to liked, say i liked uh, jimbo's contribution jimmy here. boy don't want to get ahead of myself no it does but premiers for sure young guns supported yes. by the old cool heads yes Neville Newbury backed that up also, thinking the same thing. It's a long road, but we've got to be full of confidence with the run-up that we've had. Up the blinds. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Come on. I've got another one from uh, the James Variety, but James Hacker this time. Um, 
all the way. Our away form on the larger grounds this year has been great. Therefore, the home game might be our biggest challenge. Um, proofs in the pudding there, boys. We have struggled a bit on the SCG, but um, if we get past uh, this week... Um, travel well. We travel well. So. We do. We do. Like loving, that, we're loving the MCG. Uh, good comments there from both Jimbos. Like that. Absolutely. Uh, I've got Dr. Saurabh Singh, and he says, if the blood... Singers a song. <laughs> well, he is singing a song here. He's singing the blood song. If the bloods play four quarters of bloods footy, oh, I see us there on the 29th of September. All this talk about Richmond at the G reminds me that we are the last team to beat them there. And uh, we haven't played more than patches or a half this season. And look how far we've made it. It's all about that four-quarter oh, effort. Once again. Singy. Singy. Oh, I'm just absolutely in love with that, mate. That is honestly, that is bang on. You see, that is bang on. He's talking 100% sense. It's the way it's, it's the truth, mate. this year. It's That's the truth. That's exactly right. Yep. Cannot agree anymore to the love doc. Love it. Love, love it. the doc. Great input from the, uh, from the True Blood faithful. Yeah, we love that. A couple, couple we probably can't quite get into, but they, uh, there's been a lot of love for the Swannies on this post. I was really uh, I was really excited by it. Great to see the faithful getting around the boys. Full of confidence we all are going into this final, final series. And so we should be. Yeah, our uh, footy at its best will knock off anyone. So I would have thought so, Tommy. And as we always like to do in the second segment after the social question, we like to get into a little bit of uh, obscurity. And Debs, David Baxter. You've got the reins this week, mate. We do, mate. We've got another obscure. As I said, I... I it's, hard to, it's hard to believe that there's any, uh, yeah. there's any left. <laughs> and uh, did we see that uh, Tommy getting a bit of attention around the obscure swan? Yeah, a little, little bit of attention. From, a little bit uh, of attention from... A uh, couple of Instagram pages getting around the obscure swan, which is good. We like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All about it. Absolutely. All about it. Great to hear, boys. Uh, big fan. All We're right. making waves, boys. Settle down, settle down. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> Your body making waves, because you remember them all. Anyway, continue, Deeps. Here we go. All right. So, born in Tralee, Tralee. Ireland. I agreed to a two-year deal with the Saints. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew okay. Drain, who was the general manager at the time, said he was an enormous talent and could become an important player for St Kilda. He was certainly an enigma. Yeah, there's a lot of talk. Yeah, I, I, I think I know who it is. I can't remember his name for the life of me, though. <laughs> the, the, it is ringing a bell. In 2010, he returned to Ireland to line up for the Irish internationals team. Um, in the International Rule Series. Um, in October 2011, he requested and received a trade to the Sydney Swans and was selected once again to play for Ireland against Australia. He was given the number 17 Guernsey, vacated by retiring teammate yeah. Ty Canelli, who was a teammate of his at Kerry as well in 2009. In the Gaelic. I reckon he would have been needed a bit of sunscreen when he moved up to Bondi. Absolutely. Yeah, fair skin, fair skin. Uh, you made his senior debut um, May 19th, 2012 against Melbourne. Yeah, I, I can see his face. I can't remember his name for the life of me. White-haired Irishman. Yeah, I just... Uh, third tall forward. Yeah. Cannot remember his name to save my life. Played five games, kicked three goals before asking to go back to. The this line. is actually this is a great obscure swan. This at is actually end, real good. At the end of two, you went you went too early with the uh, with the Irish connection. <laughs> yeah, but oh, I didn't know how else to sort of introduce him. Yeah, yeah but hard. that that like as you gave it away for Tommy. Yeah. Go on, s- spit it out. He's got a good first name. Uh, no, we'll, we'll go. Um, yes, very good first name. Maybe the same as one of the boys in uh, the studio here. Uh no, still still got nothing. <laughs> and his second name starts with W. Yeah, I told you I can't remember yeah, his name. No, nah, I Tommy, can't put a name. Tommy, Tommy indeed. Tommy Walsh. Tommy Walsh. Tommy Walsh. So well, it wasn't worth knowing. <laughs> wasn't worth knowing. No points this week, Benny. Unfortunately. Nah. Well, I'm used to that, mate. I'm used to that on the old obscure. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm happy with that. Uh, yeah. Would have bloody thought so. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's go to another break. What do you reckon about that? Absolutely. Sounds good to me, Tommy. Third seg coming up here on True Bloods.
You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now our Neafel side has uh, rolled into finals with another great win. They finished second uh, after finish off the, finishing off the home and away season with a 52-point win over the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, we've earned a break for the first week of the finals and now play a home preliminary final against the Canberra Demons this weekend. Uh, the last game of the home and away season, as I said, belted the Suns by 52 points. It was a seven goal to one first quarter that set it up. Uh, Seven goals, one to one goal, one at quarter time, and then uh, yeah, it's, it's over, mate. Go home at quarter time. Yeah, yeah game, game fizzled out after that. Best players: Colin O'Reardon, uh, Darcy Cameron, Darcy Derek. Cameron, best and fairest for the league. Did I hear Second that? in the best Second and fairest the for, the league, for the league. So terrific effort from yeah, Darcy I think Cameron. Nearly an MVP, and wasn't and yeah. he possibly could have won it if he didn't play that one game of seniors. Um, yeah, yeah, jeez, but. Uh, Great effort. Great, great effort, effort by Darcy by, Cameron. By Darcy, and, and great effort and congratulations to Colin O'Reardon, who was named in the Neafel Team of the Year. Great effort by both of those boys. Uh, Gary Rowan also named to the best. James Rose, uh, Wicks and McKellar snuck in there as well. So watch out for those boys heading into next year. Good um, to see uh, Gaz hitting a bit of form. Yeah. Benny, one of my boys. One of my boys. Love him or loathe him. I, uh, I've got a lot of time for Gaz and I would love to see him uh, run out with the boys for sure. So prelim final against the Canberra Demons this weekend. Hopefully the boys can get over the line, probably face Southport in the grand final who will be hosting the other preliminary final in the Neafel. Um, do we think we can win there? Do you reckon we can uh, wrap up the flag? We've, we've had notoriously had uh, struggles on on the biggest stage in the Neafel in recent years. Yeah, lost a few grand finals, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Um, look, I think talent-wise we're probably up there. Um, obviously, who was it? Southport on top? Yeah, Southport have had a great year. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously they're the main competition. But, um, yeah, it's finals footy, boys. So um, Odds on to be them in the grand final if we yeah. make it as our opponents. Yeah, so uh, we're every chance. No reason why we can't do it, Tommy. Go, boys. Get it done. Up, up the boys. Uh, big game this weekend, as I said, against the Canberra Demons. And our seniors have, well, it's the game that we all can't wait to see on Saturday afternoon. It is the elimination final, the second elimination final against the GWS Giants. Who we belted, cut them up to pieces a few weeks ago. I think we'll do the same. Absolutely. I think we... Um... We in round twenty two or whatever it was. Yep. Um, I think we really showed the way um, how to beat the Giants. Yeah, um, absolutely. We, we they were sort of on top of us in that first quarter. We ground them down, ground them down. We started to really dominate the footy, but we didn't put it on the scoreboard. And then eventually ran completely over the top of them. Um, as uh, Tommy and I like to say, we do think they're sort of the downhill skiers when the going gets tough. Um, they're sort of nowhere to be seen. Um, hopefully that can be the same story again. Well, when you start applying that kind of pressure, that's how you break down their, their strengths, which is their ball movement and their skill level. And when you start to see the cracks appear there, that's when you start going even harder. You really put the pressure on. Pressure for, and finals football is, is, is pressure. It's a different beast. And that calm, composed, beast. hardened, experienced finals footy. We, we saw that in the last quarter in that round 22 game where... They, they led by 12 points at three-quarter time, and then we rolled home with six goals to one in the last quarter, and they wilted when we challenged them in that last term. They didn't have any answers by the end of it. As, as that quarter went on, well, as that whole half went on, we just got better and better and better and better, and they just kept falling further and further away from our standards. Mm. Yeah. That being said, important to respect them because they've got a lot of really, really solid talent. Yep, they're top you got, end. You've got Whitfield, yep. All-Australian, Shield and Cornelio, uh, they're they're as good as it gets. Kelly, Kelly. Taranto had a uh, is that an amazing fantastic year? year. Is that an amazing year? Uh, so when these kind of blokes start getting on the end of the pill um, in a bit of open space, they can really do some damage. And if they get if they get cracking early, they're confidence players. They'll keep they'll keep going. It's going to be interesting to see who they actually bring back in this week. There's definitely going to be a few ins. Um, uh, could be a few boys who are underdone, haven't had the senior footy. Um, Toby Green, he's sort of a, a big danger card, I think. Um, sort of got to be very aware. He's a wild him. card, isn't he? He is. Got to be very aware. Um, Delidio. The likes of Delidio. 
wouldn't mind if Delidio played. I think he could be a bit underdone. Um, that calf could go any time. Um, but yeah, there's obviously Cameron. there's some key matchups for sure. Um, yeah. Tommy, I who do you think gets Cameron? Is it Rams? Who goes? I think yeah, Rampy goes to him. He, he did the job last last week. Oh, well, last time he's we our most versatile. He's our most versatile defender. I mean, he can take he can take a gorilla, but he can also take. Um, these more athletic sorts like you, like your Jeremy Cameron's and whatnot. Yeah, I think Jez kicked that first goal that um, in the first quarter there. Um, then he's pretty quiet after that. Um, I think yeah, if you can null his influence, it'll go a long way to winning the game. Um, also, Rampy working the other way, he's sort of got to be wary of what Rampy's doing as well, and I think that plays on his mind a little bit when he's playing. Phil Davis and Bud, that'll be a good matchup too. Yep, really good matchup. Oh, that, that's key for the Giants. There's no doubt about that. But in both these games, those guys have all, in both games against them earlier this year, all those guys have performed pretty well. Their top end. It's been when push comes to shove, their bottom few have been exploited by us. We've been able to um, make them look pretty ordinary. And that's your your Brent Daniels and your Zach Langdon and your Lockie Keefe, uh, your Sam Reid, good trier, Matty Bunteen, Daniel Lloyd. These guys are at the bottom end of the GWS Best 22. They're going to have to have good performances if GWS are going to be any chance to win. I think it'll be the same case as the last two times and those guys will get exposed in the second half and be one of the major reasons why we win. Harder and tougher for longer. I think that's going to be a common theme throughout the final series is how well your bottom six can perform. It always is. Um, It It always is. Oh, yeah. Takes 22 contributors. And I think it just sort of maybe gets it exposed a bit more because the, the going gets really tough in those final finals games and you've got to lift to the level. And if you're not there, you're in strife. So we're all unanimous. It's going to be a Swanee's win, but it's going to be a tight one for mine. You reckon? Yeah. I reckon it'll be a pretty a somewhat similar scoreline to what we had last time without the little blowout at the end. Uh, I'm going to go for sort of two, three goals. I think um, I actually just rate us a bit more than GWS, to be honest. Um, Our footy's been a bit more consistent, um, especially the last month of footy. Um, We had some big outs against Hawthorne. Arguably, they play, we probably win. Um, So I'm going to go the Swannies by four goals. They've got things to work on before this game in terms of personnel changes and, and working out how that changes up their structure. I think that's probably too much to think about against the final away from home against a side that's pretty settled and that hardened. we are and hardened and yeah, finals experiences as we've touched on a few times. Swanee's by seven goals for me. Thrashing. Ooh, seven. I that. Oh, That'd be great. Thrashing. I would absolutely Belt love that. Sinkers for the third time this year will smash Rory Lop. Yep. <laughs> I think yep. it'd be good to see Parker, the choice. Parker back in the middle as well. Yep. Um, I think the week off would have done him really well. Um, obviously, Buddy back as well. I think the week off's probably done. I think most of our list. I think what's well. underestimated sometimes is our firepower. We have some real firepower. You've you've got Buddy who can take the game, uh, take the game on. Um, you got Kennedy in there. Luke Parker, that engine room, it's pretty unstoppable. They're going to have to put some time into our mids as well. That's that's for sure. Certainly agree with that. Uh, George probably goes to Shield, do we think? Is that the ideal matchup? Can, uh, him or Cornelio? Yep. Uh, I think with Kelly, it's kind of just... You know, Parker yeah, Kennedy just just yeah. get someone next think, to him. I think Kelly can sort of get it done on the inside and the outside, so... So I think you may go to the likes of Shield or Cornelio, um, and then it'll just take it as it comes. If someone's dominating, George can go to him. And obviously, I think maybe even Ronky might go up onto Lockie Whitfield, play a real sort of defensive role. Or I wouldn't whoever. mind that. Yeah, O'Flow, something like that. But um, we definitely nulled his influence last defensive time. Forward. Um, I think that. he only had the old 14 touches against us last time. 17, yeah. 17. Um, so, yeah, that just shows an all-Australian half-back, and we took him out in that game. It's going to go a long way to winning this one. Lucky to be all-Australian half-back. Should be Jake Lloyd in that position. But anyway, um, other games around the AFL on Thursday night, we have got the Tigers and the Hawks in the first qualifying final. Uh, that will be the Tiggers. Uh, but it'll be tight. It'll be tight because I'm rating Hawthorne. 
I told I told all my Hawthorne mates in the last fortnight, go and knock them off. If you don't, I'll be annoyed because you've taken our spot and our chance to do it and we would have given it a red-hot crack. Yeah, absolutely. Bloody oath. Um, Richmond will still win, though. Yeah, I think Richmond will win, but, jeez, oh, I'd love to see Hawthorne win. Um, I think it's don't be, often say that. Yeah, yeah, don't often say that in the, uh, in the pod. <laughs> That's it. I, I think um, this game's going to be really... Well, everyone will gain a lot from it, just seeing how... Hawthorne plays Richmond because no one's really taken it up to Richmond yet and got the chocolates um, in this time. I think they've won five in a row. And you look at, at their year last year and how they built towards finals. And when they played the Cats, they belted them. They came in yeah. and they were, they, they were a freight train. Yeah. Another interesting fact they showed on classifieds last night, they compared the sort of last five rounds of their premiership year last year and the last and the five rounds just gone, um, and they're definitely not as dominant as they were, which means they're a lot more vulnerable. Um, yep. They're definitely. Be- I've been saying it to people all year. They're definitely beatable. No one's really taken it up to them yet, but they're definitely beatable. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they're the greatest side of all time. I'm no not way. looking at them. I'm no not way. looking at. I'm not looking at the Tigs as like you say an an un, uh, an unsurmountable challenge. They're they're a bloody football side. I'd be more worried. And about, they can be. They they more and worried about Hawthorne. With where, with where the competition's at, I reckon that um, you know, I reckon the Hawks at their best could easily knock them off. Melbourne at their best could probably knock them off. Uh, obviously, we can knock them off. We've been saying that for a while. I don't think that uh, it's a it's a shoe in for the for the Tigs. I'd be a lot more. I reckon they'd be a lot more worried about the likes of Hawthorne and Sydney running into them. And, and West Coast up and about when they've got Darling and Kennedy and they, their forward pack up and going um, yep. than they would have been with some of the sides they faced last year. As you said, Geelong just rolled through them with ease. Uh, Geelong weren't ready to take on what was a juggernaut at that time in the Tigers. Uh, GWS in the prelim final, a side that, again, wasn't ready to come to the G and take on that. And then in the grand final, Adelaide just rolled over. So I, I think the opposition this year is a bit stronger. Yep, I'd agree. Uh, Tigers for me. Tigers. Tiggies uh, by 20 points. Uh, elimination final one, Friday night. Cats versus the Ds. Now, something I liked during the week, Max Gorn got awarded the Coaches Player of the Year and he came out on AFL 360 in his interview and he mentioned Steph Martin, Brody Grundy and Callum Sinclair as his counterparts that he uh, he was happy with their performances throughout the year. I think he actually gave his votes when they um, voted in the... Uh Players Association votes, he gave his votes to the fellow Ruckman. Yep. So, yeah, Sinker's uh, definitely got one from old Maxie. Rate that. What well, up, Max? Absolutely. Well, well deserved from the Chieftain because he's he has had to step up to the plate, and he has. Um, a, a very dominant year from a Ruckman, though, from Maxie Gordon. From Max, well done. This, uh, he's, he's one of the main reasons why they can beat the Cats this Friday yep. night because their yep. Ruck division is weak. Yeah, absolutely. This is a really interesting game because... These are a better side. They're a more they're a more potent and aggressive side. And uh, we've said many times throughout the year, uh, Tommy, that you get to a particular point on the Geelong list, and it's like pretty early on, and you start going, "Who's that? What's his name? I've never seen. I've never even seen this guy run around a football field." Um, I just think that the D's have. Got a really good shot here. I reckon they're going to come out and just ride the lightning. Well, they, the question on the D's in the last few years, I mean, there's been that mental fragility thing, but I think if you look at their their 22 that's come into the back end of the last few seasons, um, there's been passengers in that side, whereas you look at the side they've got now and those young blokes who probably weren't ready for finals a couple of years ago, it's, it seems like they're, they are ready. You know, Oliver, Oliver and Brayshaw have had outstanding years. James Harms in his second half of the year has uh, been incredible. Christian Salem's a really underrated player. They weren't ready for finals a couple of years ago. Now you feel like they are, and there's not too many weak links in that Melbourne lineup. It's just handling the pressure of the big occasion against uh, hardened, uh, finals hardened side that the Cats are. Yeah, you mentioned James Harms there. He's, uh, his last month has been phenomenal. Yeah. He's averaging 26 Unreal. touches and a goal. Um, that's elite in this competition. Uh, be interesting to see who it goes to um, of the big three down at uh, Geelong. Um, the Holy Trinity. The Trinity. Um, so that that could be the key to Melbourne getting lot of, the job done. A lot of finals experience in that day in that midfield. 
There is. Uh, it's just I still feel like they haven't been able to find that balance. With three names like that, you should be dominating the middle. It's just you, you've got your choice of three of the best we've seen, um, and it hasn't been dominant in there. Um, it, I think their centre clearance rate is really low for for the, what they've got for what for the, the personnel, personnel they have in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who gets who gets the chockies? Oh, it's the question. Um, well, they do have passengers, the cats. Yeah, they do. And, and yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the D's. Um, I think they're just gonna be able to get it done on on the big stage. Go D's. Christian Petrarca to kick three in the second half and be the uh, game breaker and the D's to win by twenty points and the cats out of the finals. I reckon. Uh, qualifying just, final two, Eagles Petrarca versus... to kick three. Petrarca to pop up and kick three, I reckon. Okay. AD will be happy with that, uh, with big, that one. Big stage for the track to do his best work. Um, Eagles versus Magpies, Saturday night, qualifying final two. We could be showing a lot of interest in this game. I reckon. If uh, things go to plan. Um, Who would we prefer to play? Do we want to go to the West and face the Eagles in Perth at Optus Stadium or would we rather go to the G and take on the Pies? To be honest, Tommy, either or. We've we've got it done at Optus and we know we can get it done on the G. Um, Collingwood got close to us up at the SCG but hasn't been our forte this year, the, the home ground. So I think on the, on the big paddock um, of the MCG... Be good. We could all get down there, um, support the boys, and I think we could get them get it done. But uh, over there, I think I think West Coast are going to get the chocolates, the power that they have up forward, um, and just their their run and spread. Um, West Coast, they're they're a dangerous team. When they really get on that roll, they sort of really roll on and put you away. I'm uh, I'm going to go against you there. I reckon their personnel. I th- I think they're really missing Gaff. I think they're really missing him. And I think they're really, really missing uh, Nick Nat as well. Not saying that Scotty Lysett's not doing a great job. He's he's doing exactly what Sinkers has been doing to about the same level of execution. Um, but they're lacking a bit of potency. And when I, when I watch In the them, middle. When In I the watch middle them, they are. Yeah, oh yeah, up forward. Up forward. And down still, back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... My point, my point being, I watched the entire like two weeks ago. I watched the entire Port Adelaide game. I couldn't believe that they stole it. I could not believe that they stole it. They were nowhere until uh, until Houston and Ryder and Charlie Dixon went down, all within about five minutes. Well, that's and the capacity. That's the capacity but, I've got to flick the switch because they're they're a proper team as opposed to Port Adelaide who are pretenders. I would make the contention, though, that Port Adelaide losing Charlie Dixon and Paddy Ryder, like, that's that's their day done. See you later. Right? And realistically, I don't think that it was West Coast flicking a switch. I think they just took advantage of a situation. I, I think it's going to be the Pies uh, over there. I'm, uh, I'm, And I would probably rather play West Coast over there. I think the Pies the are just so skinny down back. I think, they are. Yeah, I think they they are. Just, they're going to... And there's Kennedy and there's Darling and there's Lacroix and Cripps. There's going to be too much fire down there. Will be able I would, this is the, and this is kind of my point. I back our forward line in to get the job done against uh, against their back six, especially with Bud on the park. Um, and I definitely back in our back six to get the job done uh, against their against Darling and Kennedy um, and your Willie Riolis and uh, Flying Ryans. But, but one week at a time, Benny. That's exactly right. One week at a as time. We, as we pretty much learned two weeks ago after <laughs> so, we kept talking up a, uh, a free shot at so a free swing at the... Uh, <laughs> so West Coast Collingwood, who wins and why? Who wins and why? West Coast Collingwood. Collingwood wins. Why? Why? Uh, based on their midfield firepower. Yep. Especially if there is, is Trelaw back in. Yeah, he'll play. Yeah, he'll play. They need and Stevenson and Degoe to kick a few, and I don't. Oh, I'm going to back them in to do that against McGovern and Hearn and yes. Yo and Co. Mate, Jordan Degoe, mate, he's. I don't care who you want to put on him, mate. He's he's unbelievable. He's too powerful. Um, I I reckon McGovern and Yo and Hearn take a lot of intercept marks, and West Coast get over. Yeah, I like the line. that point, Tommy. I think, as I said just before, I think West Coast too much firepower up forward. Collingwood yep. too skinny down back. Yep. Um, West Coast for me. Yeah, they'll dominate the midfield battle, but the other, I think at both ends, it'll be a struggle. 
for the Pies. Tom will tell, boys. We'll see. Tom will tell. We'll see. Tom will tell. So that is the other three games, and that is, well, it's going to be a crazy first week of the finals. We can't wait for it to all get started. And this has been True Bloods, uh, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And that is it for another week. Calm the mighty bloods for this Saturday afternoon against the GWS Giants in the elimination final. And also make sure you check us out on all the social channels, iTunes, Wooshka, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks to Ben Andrew and Dave Baxter once again. Pleasure to be here, Tommy. Tommy, Benny, always a pleasure. My name is Tommy Flanagan. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week on True Bloods after Swannies. This has been a Podular Media production.